What did you say? Tell it Tobi. Tell it Tobi. My guy, not my guy. All right. So, um, if you've logged on to the app, please uh, just put up your questions while we introduce our panelists for tonight. So, uh, let's uh, give a round of applause for our own resident pastor. Pastor Iyeumi, as he comes on stage. A round of applause, a round of applause, a round of applause. Yes. He's going to answer the questions today. Yes, let's, yes. It's... You're welcome, Is sir. this how you welcome your resident pastor? Please, let's put some noise for our resident pastor. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. You're I, welcome, sir. I can tell he does not like all this attention. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. You're welcome, sir. All right, so can we also have our assistant resident pastor? A round of applause. Let's have our Pastor Chike. Let's keep putting our hands together. Let's for, keep, yes, put our hands together, put our hands as together. He comes. Most of the time, he's the one that joins couples in church. So very tough, tough questions are coming. Very tough. He's going to answer them tonight. You can see they're coming on stage with water, so today is tough. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. All right, so let's also put our hands together for Minister Wale. Yes. Keep putting your hands together. Keep putting your hands together until he comes on stage. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. He does not need water. He does not need water. He doesn't need water. There's ginger. Yes. He's ginger. You're welcome, sir. (laughs) All right. You're welcome, sir. And uh, we're also going to be bringing on stage one of our our daddies in the marriage ministry. Our bros. He has been very, very uh, on this race for a very long time. It's not easy. Too much wisdom. Too much wisdom. It's not easy. Ladies and gentlemen, let me put your hands together. So welcome on stage, Minister Debo. A round of applause for Minister Debo. (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome sir yes so as you can see our panelists is going to they are ready to answer all the questions you have and it is wisdom that's going to be dispersed all right so let's start with our questions do you want to go first you want to take the first one no you go first first. okay i should take the first one and uh if um we're going to be throwing the questions and if you think you want to answer this from this ones, you can just go ahead all right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, just starting your questions. I believe by the time we start getting some other yes. questions, some people will immediately begin to send theirs as well. So, let's go. Edward. All right, sir. So, the first question here we have is: um, If you disagree with your partner about something important, what tactics do you uh, typically use to convince him or her to be on your side? How do you do it? What tactics would you use? If you disagree with your partner about something important, what tactics? So, um, let's start with uh, Pastor Chike, because I see he's ready for us already. <laughs> Pastor Chike, please. <laughs> I'm with you, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, in a disagreement, um, what tactics? First, first and foremost, um, yes, there will be there will be um, views that will be um, very, you know, at some certain times. But you must um, try and understand that um, the Bible always says that can two work together except they agree, you know. And um, you, 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 me as a person, I will have to explain the, the the essence so that she can see it from my perspective. Though I can also ask her so that I can see from her perspective, to, but take some things from her 
you know, everything is, it's, we have to get to that point where we, we do it the win-win way. You know, but if, if she disagrees, she will just have to go and pray to God so that God can change my mind. Hallelujah. But for me, uh, it's just, I'll make her see my side very well, make her understand, and um, from there, we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. I don't think there's any big... Uh... All right, any other contribution to that? Pastor has talked this when it's on the relationship issue. If you can, so I'm going to be asking from a man's perspective, obviously, because I'm a man. So maybe next week, the women will now say they are home. So, but from, as a man, Pastor has always said it. If you can toast her to marry you, you can toast her to do anything. So after, like what Pastor Chiki said, you have spoken to her. Every woman has a password. That is your wife or every man has a password. So I feel that and most times it's always also about how, you, how much you are able to show a benefit. You know, how that thing will benefit her from that. There are many things that my wife has said no to me that I have colored using different passwords mm. to do. And you would not necessarily have to um, um, bully her into agreeing that she will be the one that will say, okay, let's even do this. So I think it's about how you're able to communicate um, effectively of the vision and the, and the bitterness of that particular thing and our own side of it into it. So, All right. Thank you very much, sir. All right. I hope we got that, though. Um, see how she can benefit from it. And at the end of the day, um, peace should reign. All right. So this question, some people are putting their names. <laughs> God. I know some of you. All right, so why do women pretend to understand your financial issues and make you marry them and start to nag? <laughs> why do women pretend to understand your financial issues and then make you marry them and then start nagging? Pastor, you may please help us. <laughs> Okay, one thing I know, I would say, first of all, most times our guys, we are, not, we are not open. Most times we don't let the card on the table completely. That's one thing I would say, at least if I use my wife as an experience, she doesn't like. But if I give out the cards on the table, that this is what I'm handing, this is what we've spent, and if you ask her for more, where's the most going to come from? If a woman is nagging, like my wife would always say, if you can be cry somewhere, and you point the papa in that direction. No say mama did there, papa did there. So if a woman is nagging, let's leave the nagging out of the question first. There's an inherent issue, which is most likely the guy is not open. The guy is withholding. Because if you only get, if you are in a relationship with a real Christian sister in DCC, there's no what's up. Let me put it that way. And you're open, he knows this is what you are handing. I don't think he or she will nag you over money. So for me, it boils down to we guys being open. Because for me, my wife knows my password to my account. She knows how much I earn. So it's as simple as it's a open relationship. So for me, the reason that I'll put is most likely, guys, you're not open to your, the person you're with. So maybe to you, have to what's. So um, it can also be that 
there are rooms for improvements that you are not exploring. And she's wanting you to see that, and it's, you are not seeing it, and it's resulting in something like nagging. Hmm. You probably <laughs> any. <laughs> so you are probably worth more than you are earning or you are bringing to the table. And so this nagging is as a result of look, there can be more. Hmm. Why are we suffering in? Sorry, I want to say, I want to say, where are we suffering in Okota when we can move to the island? Well, that's, that's a coded message. <laughs> that's a coded message, you know? So, I mean, that, that, there is room for more, probably, and that's why. That is taking for granted that good Christian sister, she's understanding, and all of that is in place. Because, I mean, if a, if a lady is not a good Christian, nagging is a natural thing you should expect. So, for any reason... Uh, yeah, but we are saying if she's a good practicing Christian, you know, so those are the things that can manifest like nagging. Okay, wait. Thank you. Can I say this? Single men, please don't be deceived. When women tell you, I can marry you like this, they are not expecting you to remain the same. Mm. You understand? Yes. So when they tell you, I'm okay the way you are, no, it's for now. They are calculating that there is something inside you that will take you to the future. So don't take it literally that you not remain the same. Mm. And don't forget what Pastor K. Pastor K said men compare themselves with the worst. So they are okay to be like that. That's what Mr. Debo is trying to say. Then women compare themselves to the best. So she can marry you with a room and parlor, but she's thinking of duplex in Lekki in 10 years' time. So when she's not seeing those things come to pass, you get the reward of nagging. All right. All right, a round of applause, round yeah. of applause. <laughs> Please, men, send questions to... Uh-huh. Because this next one I want to ask, it's obvious that it's a lady that sent it. Uh, this one, he said, why do men lock up when they are feeling down and don't carry us along to help us know how to help them? Why do men lock up when they are feeling down and don't tell the lady so that they can help them. That's the summary of what the question is. Uh, who wants to take it? Sir? Pastor Chike. No, <laughs> <laughs> somehow everybody the points come this side, so I just... Why did I stay at this edge? <laughs> All right. Um, um, uh, okay, first, first and foremost, um, uh, men, men they, they carry things really well on their head. All right. They like to think over, think over. And firstly, firstly, if if um, as a lady you are not mature enough to handle um, uh, certain situations, or um, the guy does not know how how well you take what he's trying to bring, he might just he might just um, lock up, like they said. But um, um, that, that's the that's the that's the part the man has to play, you know, to help the wife, to build the wife to that level where where she can she can take up things and um, and um, you know react the, the uh, respond the right way. But notwithstanding, notwithstanding, locking up is 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 um, is um, inherent in a man. They, they just they just feel that okay, if I'm very vulnerable. You, I might, I might feel that hey, this person will now be seeing me in a different light. Or for some women, they, they can, 
they can now say, okay, when there's a situation, they can now use it against the man. So, some, some of them, they, are, they, they have that type of mindset. All right? So the locking up, the locking up is, it's, it's one, to protect the woman. Two, to say, okay, hmm, I don't think I know how this person will react when I give them this type of information. For me, that's, that's what me, I, I feel from, from this question. Any other person from the panel? All right, any more contributions? Um, maybe too hard to that. So, what do you mean by when you say the person is locking up? Because don't forget that we, are, we have a very slow processor as men. And when we have issues, we are thinking of the solution. And it could take a while. It's not like you do. You are very fast. Very, remember PK's message on Sunday. You are very fast, very sharp, very smart. We take a lot of time. And the way we deal with issues ordinarily is to ruminate over it. So I think you need to learn how to pull your man out. First, give him that space and also learn how to pull him out with words of affirmation. You understand? Letting him know. So when somebody is locking up, he's dealing with something. Boost his self-esteem, and you see him come out of that mood. You understand? So you can help him better. That's that's the contribution. Now. Thank you very much. Are going through this. All the married women. It's as if all the most all the most married women are going through this particular circle. I'm seeing their faces, and the actually like almost the same. Like we don't know what is wrong with them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, sir. All right. So the next question. How do you overcome sexual temptation from the opposite sex as a married man? <laughs> as a married man. Hey, Minister Wale, they, they were pointing to your direction. That's why we have to obey the. We have to obey. Yes, sir. Okay. First, um, let me sign a disclaimer. All men attempted. So, knowing that you are um, an endangered species, also should give you some sense of consciousness. So, I'm not going to give a general answer. I'm going to give what I do to guide myself. Okay. So, should I just manage it or should I just go direct? Shoot your shot. <laughs> Okay, so I'm sure a lot of people will be disappointed in me when I start saying some of these things, but it's fine. The first thing is, I know my coverage area. I'm trying to code many things here, yeah. but it's not helping me. Okay, so how do I put this word that I don't go too overboard? I know, okay, let me, okay, let me use this word. I have boundaries. I set boundaries that are clear. I don't take dirty jokes that are not seen but can lead to problems. So a lot of men, that um, they don't know the temptation is coming from this side, but there are no clear boundaries that you can uh, put in place to avoid dangers, but you won't know where the arrow is coming from. 
for instance, I have people that are not my biological siblings that are ladies that live in my house, and I have some starting rules that are clear. Number one, you cannot tie up in my house. It's a law. Not that I forgot something in the, in the parlor, and you now have tied up. I want to have my bath, and you now forgot. So that's one of those things. I have boundaries. You can't sit on my leg if you are not my wife. That means there are certain clear boundaries. So um, that's one. Then another thing is, I know, like the Bible says, and the sin that easily besets us. If you can catch that. So I know those things, and I stay clear off those ranges. So if I see, I don't want to use the word specs. If I happen to be in a particular um, close contact with someone that I know that maybe by the virtue of the person's start or something can affect me somewhere, I will replace myself somehow. Even if it's a place of work, I can pray myself out. If it is in church, if it has to be counseling, then I avoid counseling someone alone. Most times when I, when I try, to, when I'm counseling a lady or something, I do it in an open place. Those are clear boundaries. Then if I know that I have to mentor someone closely, I involve another female minister that can be like a check guy or something like that. So clearly I set boundaries. Then I do not deceive myself. Almost in the area where everywhere I go, there are things that, are, that will make it difficult for me to do what I cannot do. Um, one of these is, okay, for instance, I like to go to a tell a lot with my wife and I realize that first, I carry, an, I carry a, um, the, the banner of DCC. So, most places, you just get to know that somebody in that place, no matter the lungu you go, they know you. So, when those kind of areas are deleted from where you can do anything, it's almost very difficult for you to... So, I'm trying to choose my word somehow. So, that's it. But, bottom line, clear boundaries. All right. Pastor, you may want to say something. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, in addition, so for me personally, my relationship with my wife is key. Because I know my own weakness. If that dynamic between my wife is in problem, is in, there's an issue, I know likely I'm astray. So, I want to always ensure that dynamic is always in place. Always. When I mean always. I particularly take what the Bible says in Ephesians, in Ephesians 4.20. It said, do not let the sun go down on your route. That's something I take as practical as the Bible has said it. I don't sleep on an issue. If I have, because I know my own self that I'm likely to stray if there's an issue. So I avoid that. So like what he's trying to code, you know your own spec. Not every woman will tempt you. You, you as guys, you know not every woman will tempt you. You know the one that will tempt you. And it's that one, as if it's not your wife, shouldn't be close to you. So, most times as guys, we feel we can handle it. Samson. That you're anointed. No matter how anointed you are, if the right woman comes around you, she will melt you. So, avoid it. You know that lady, that person, that will lead you astray. Avoid them. Take, delete them off the equation. The other thing, totally I'll have there. Most times when men stray is when they have issues. Particularly the godly ones. Christian ones. is when they have issues. So who do you go to for counsel? You see that lady at the office? That looks almost like your spec. 
she will listen, she will talk. It, most um, infidelities start with a text, with a simple conversation. And from there, when play, they don't come up from clap. I say, when handshake don't pass, elbow, something else. So you would know. So avoid those discussions. Once you, are in, you have an issue, talk to your wife. And if you feel you can express to your wife, then talk to a professional counselor, probably a guy in church. So are the few things I would say I use personally to avoid sexual temptation. All right. Let me just add something. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like this proverb a lot that I normally say, if you are not going to Ibadan, don't enter bus going to Ibadan. All right? Don't lead people on or don't let people lead you on. All right, because if you if you give that chance, if you give that chance, you don't even know that you have entered the the, the, the vehicle already. It's not when you get to a redemption camp you want to now say, oh, oh wow, you cannot go back, you cannot trek. All right, so if, if you if you if you are not going to Ibadan, don't enter the bus, don't start it, don't start what you cannot finish, don't find yourself in compromising situation where you now need to be praying in tongues. The only thing the Bible said. The only thing the Bible says is flee fornication. Flee every appearance of evil. Do not say you should pray in tongues to quote scripture or to sing worship. It says you should flee. Run. If the Holy uh, Almighty God tells you to run and you want to sing worship, who are you singing it to? Uh, hallelujah. So that's just it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Minister Debo, you want Sorry, yeah. okay. Just to add a few things. So I think um, just to break it down and make it more practical and also to remind us of certain things that we've been taught in the house. Um, like boundaries that uh, Minister Wiley said, and maybe how you operate. For example, Piki has said it over and over and over. Um, synchronize your phone, for example. Don't have password. You understand? Some of us still want to do these things. You want to have password. You don't want your wife to check. You give your, yourself reasons why your wife should not check your phone. You are pushing yourself there unknowingly. Then ask yourself when you are sending a text or you are calling someone, okay, if my wife overhears this discussion, do I have anything to be defending with what I'm saying here? What I'm texting here? You know, ask yourself those questions. If she should see this, do I have to delete this WhatsApp chat? When you have to delete something on your phone because you don't want your wife to see it, you've started, you've started going to Ibadan. You are in the bus. <laughs> so please, don't, uh, before the bus leaves the park, get down. So install those, have those practical steps that helps you. So some of the things I do is also to, to, to reconfigure my mind because it's always a battle of the mind sometimes. So once you see that you are getting led in a certain way towards someone that you really don't want, Start to replace the image of that person with a thought in your mind. For example, she's my sister. Do you understand? She is my sister. Then I start to think of my sister, Adiola. Okay. So, do you understand? Do I do that to my sister? I can't. So, I should not do this to her. Then I start to think also, if I should do this. Sorry, um, Yorubas have some... Thing they say, Mashe Logumamo. The only antidote to not um, letting people know about a bad thing concerning you is for you not to do that bad thing. 
Aha. So, when I think about it, I say, okay, if I, if I do this now, and it becomes known, how proud of myself will I be, or how stupid? You know, those four thoughts also helps you. I mean, would help you in trying to, but at the end of the day, you need to always be guided by the Holy Spirit. You need to, you need to consistently live the life that is worthy of God and obey the scriptures. Wrong. You cannot fight what you cannot fight. Just Sorry, so, just oh, before we all leave here, I think I didn't mention it at first, is that also be accountable. Let's say that all of these principles are not working. Okay? Let's, you have a guide over your life. Pastor K has always said this as a man. You must have someone that you fear. So, okay, like I had an incident in the office one time. Pastor him called me and my voice, my voice was sounding very low. You know, because I had clients ahead of me. So Pastor him said, Wally, speak up. I said, no, mama, I'm talking. I'm just that I have. He said, Wally, where are you? He said, I'm in the office. He said, Wally, tell me, you know. So sometimes the flashes of those kind of things. <laughs> so I said, mama, don't you trust me? He said, I trust you. I'm just confirming. Is there any problem to confirm? I said, no. Okay, I'm good. So I gave the photo to some of my colleagues that she's fine with. So also have someone that you can know that um, you can tell. And the good thing about that kind of thing is that, because it's happened to me before when I didn't even know that, you know, such thoughts is in my mind. And some of these theories that could not even come because I didn't even know I was having that kind of thought. But do this will just remind me that, can you mention about your relationship with this person to Pastor M? I said, Jesus. So that consciously opened my head to what I was into. And because I can't stand me, go to tell Pastor M about this, I had that deleted. That's the easiest way to move on. So as a man, have someone that you respect and you submit to as in form of accountability so that the person can help you, you know, so that in case you cannot handle it, you can both talk to it about it and pray about it together. Praise the Lord. All right, which means no, we're not going to Ibado again. We're going to. All right, this other question is, um, how do you handle an egocentric guy that as a lady, I am more intelligent and smarter than? Yeah. How do you handle an egocentric guy that, as a lady, are more intelligent and smarter than? I think they are in a relationship, but yeah, she wants to know. Yeah, so. Mr. Debo. Yes, the person, they, are, they, are, they are there. Since it's a, is it a relationship? No, they didn't state if it's a relationship or married, but okay. it was just, yeah. If it's not a relationship, you have no business handling him, right? <laughs> but if it's a relationship, so we don't have the facts, but if we just take what you've said. Yeah. I will say that you've not started the relationship. I mean, someone is egocentric, so I feel that he does not know that he does not know. And you, unfortunately, you know, and you also know that you know. That's problem waiting to happen. So try and, if you can avoid that, as in, if it is just all this, you don't need to actually be handling it, probably, if it's a relationship. Find the next exit point. If this is just it. Because you really... So, you hear sayings like, you can't change someone. I hope you know that. It's only God that can change someone. And that person at his time. Do you understand? So, you can't get him and say, I'll be managing him. Once you sign up for that, just know that you've signed up for it. Because you would really be managing him. 
you know so if you if you've not gotten into a, a marriage situation you probably want to excuse yourself because so that you give us less work we cancel a lot of situations like that unfortunately they have to continue to manage themselves especially when no physical violence is involved thank you all right all right sir. so that question leads to the next question um should you marry a man who has hit you before even though it's been a while and he seems better scared it may occur again in the face of provocation he has hit you before but now he seems better but you're scared to get into it will reoccur in marriage if he's provoked let him fight fury first let us know <laughs> All right, Pastor Yomi. I don't know the basis of the hitting. What caused it? I'm coming. You are going somewhere now. Wait first. Okay, so I remember when I was dating my wife and I... Oh, you're not hearing. Okay. Oh, sorry. So I remember when I was dating my wife and I said something, I go slap you. And the way she looked at me, I just put caution. Now, joke I do. So, first of all, is it is it is pattern? I'm not trying to downplay. It's bad. But Pastor K will say, marry. Don't marry my father. He's married the pattern. Marry the pattern because you're saying something that is uh, better. What what made him better? Did he go for therapy? Did you know the issue that brought it up? Because right, I don't know the exact how to cancel if they're actually married. But if you're not married, if you cannot handle it, leave. It's as simple. If you're not married, it's just a sign of something to come. Because whenever you get into marriage, whatever you say, relationship will multiply in marriage. So if you're not married, leave. That will be my own. Any additions? Well, so, if we really want to get to the truth of it, I don't know why women are like this. He has hit you before, and you suspect that there is tendency is going to eat you again. If I really want to be like my mother's son right now, I'm going to tell you, yank off. Point blank. You are not married. You don't even know what is going to happen in the marriage. Now, for whatever reason... Somebody beat you up. You use the word eat, but I'm sure it's a bit up. Because women can reduce it to make it look good. So for crying out loud, I don't know what you must have done that cannot repeat itself that will repeat the action. Because it's you that is still there now. And then women have so much faith when it comes to men changing. Have you tried to change yourself before and see how easy it is? So if he beats you once, it will beat you. And don't forget, the moment somebody marries you, the, the, the tolerance level reduces. So before, if it was that you abused him, you abused his mother, you abused his grandmother, you abused everybody before he beats you. This time around, you don't have to go that far. Once you open your mouth. All right. Um, for me, for, <laughs> for me, um, um, why ladies usually have these issues is because they've gotten very emotionally attached. Either they've started doing the wrong things or sex have come in. And they will be asking these type of stupid questions. 
Because the truth is, the truth is, if you if you if you if you if you stay away from sex and all those things, it is easy to remove somebody that is misbehaving. So it's better not to see. It's better not to start doing what you ought not to be doing in that relationship, so that you, it can be easy for your head to be clear and not be asking that they put small otapia pia. Will he put bigger one later? It will, it will, it's, 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 it's painful, it's painful. You asking this type of question, it means that one, you don't have a um, healthy self-esteem of yourself. If you can, if you can, if, if, if the king can beat um, the queen of England, they will not be together. They will, they will look for somebody else. Alright, so carry yourself very well. Put yourself where nobody can come and mess up with you. Don't, 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 don't. Let him um, ask you for nude pictures and you will send. And the day you don't send, he will not slap you. I'm t- see, I've, I've, I've seen these things. I've seen these things. See, me, I've, I think the, the, thing, the anointing has come. I, I don't want you, I don't want you to, to bring things that will, will give us depression. Work on yourself. Value yourself because no other person will value you. Alright? So that's... The wife All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for the responses. Yeah, this is another one. He said, when you give assurance to a guy that you want to support him uh, through his trying phase, and his response is, thank you, but for, your own, for my own good, I need distance. Do I run? Okay, the question again. When you give assurance to a guy that you want to support him in his trying time, but his response to you is, don't worry, thank you. For my own good, I need distance. Do I run? So just move on. Ideally, men during trying times need a lot of support. So that's when they want you to come closer. That's when they want you to hear from you. That's when they want you to. So when a man tells you at that time that I need space. So the, okay, so, the, okay, so the, the, the replay is this. What if that trying time not happen in marriage? So what would happen? He'll tell you, I still need space. So he's automatically telling you, that kind of person should, I mean, he's, he's probably just telling you in another word that he doesn't want it. And please, women, you know, men speak some codes. Women have their codes. Understand it when the man is saying it is over. He doesn't have to come, you know. Okay, so, true life story. I have had someone, you know, into this kind of into this kind of situation. I just told her, I said, in three months' time, hmm, expect him, you will come out better. I just told the lady that in three months' time, you will come out more verbally. But watch out for three things. After today, he won't call you for like two more weeks again. And his storyline will be that he's trying to sort himself. He's actually gone. So just move on while your dignity is still intact. Like Pastor okay, K will say, carry your charger, don't leave anything behind. It, hey, I'm going to cry in your village. <laughs> and look at it. Look at the temptation. Look at the temptation. Because he's in a pitiful mood, you'll be trying to get other. You'll be trying to force yourself to stay. What that will do for you is that you will now be the one on the other side of the negotiating table of the relationship. So your value will reduce. You are the one begging now to stay. So you will now start dancing to tunes. It can extort you financially from that angle. It can extort you emotionally from that angle. 
if you have a value of I don't want to sleep with you, because he feels depressed, he will tell you, and hey, you said you want to come and help me. Sex will help me get better. He can tell you, I, I'm broke now. I need money. I want to go out and hang out with friends. So he will use that mode to extort you because he's now the one detecting and negotiating what you should be doing. My sister in the Lord, move on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. All right, so next question. Please, how do I handle a wife that's not interested in church activities? I'm getting fed up. You know you can't force someone to worship God. How do I handle a wife that's not interested in church activities? Getting fed up. No, you cannot force somebody to worship God. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I would have loved to ask, how did you get there? (laughs) So, but you are there now. So that won't help. How do you handle it? That is your cross. That's the truth. Really, that is your cross. Uh, you'd have to carry it. So you handle it by praying. You handle it by living the life before her and believing God for our salvation. That's how you handle it. There's no other way. We are there already. We'll keep praying for them. All right. Uh, oh, I should pray. <laughs> Okay, um, there's a question here. Let me see. Okay, they said this one is just a very straightforward question. What age is too late for a man to get married? Too late. Okay. Yes. What age is late for a man to get married? Uh, Who will help us, sir? I don't think there's any particular age that is like, well, too, too late like that. But then. So you're talking about too late, not too early, right? Too so, late, yes. Um, you look at your whole life. What time do you want to start raising children? Is it with pension, age, pension money? And you know strength depreciates with time and age. So when they will need to climb your back and run with them in your compound, so you calculate yourself. There are clear facts that support when a man should marry. If you start, at least you have a job that is producing and then you are making money, you have a future to go, you have the life, you already in faith. Really, that should be the next thing you're talking about. So, if you want to marry at 50, when that child becomes 20, how old will you be? Would you, would you be able to enjoy life with that child? That's number one. And the Bible says something about enjoying with the wife of your youth not the wife of your old age. There are some... Let me leave this part for Mr. GK. For Mr. GK. There are some things that can happen at the upper room at a certain age. Mm. <laughs> you will bend your back and you will twist. God now help you. You now marry someone that... Well, okay, at 50, do you want to marry someone that is 50, that's 45? Or you want to marry someone that's 22? And she's waking you up at the middle of the night. You are snoring. You. <laughs> but Abraham got another wife <laughs> at 100. After Sarah has gone. I'm joking. <laughs> and they bore children. Hallelujah. Um, sorry, maybe to just had. And I think it's a very serious question, actually. Um, I think I was gisting with 
a brother in church and um, a name came up and the person had not is not even thinking about getting married you know and I said you see the challenge I have with people who do this is that they've they've shortchanged themselves and they don't know they think they are living the life because somebody is servicing that guy I can bet and then it feels like there is no need no, 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 no. I will explain further <laughs> and it feels like he's living in service apartment it feels like I mean what else am I when I want it I get it so let me just continue with my life but there are other things to marriage beyond that. A lot of times, it is when he now gets married at 40, 45, thereabout, and he starts raising a family before he starts to regret that. Ah, what did I put myself through? Why didn't I do this early enough? So there is actually such a time that you should marry. Like Minister Wally said, that was a scripture in my head. He's the wife of your youth not that of your old age. That's the truth. So, let us start to live the life that is required of us. Then it will be clear to us that there is need to really start a family much earlier than we are planning to right now. You know? That is where I would. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. All right, this question goes, my babe and I both have stable income. But I feel I need to reach a financial level to be ready for marriage. But she prefers we grow together in marriage. Any advice? <laughs> I wrote down. Any advice? They are both stable. Stable. They are both stable. With their income, but he prefers he wants to get to a particular financial level before marriage. But she prefers they grow together in marriage. Any what? advice? don't know the level you want to get to because there will be no fixed level when you get to that level you want more 2008 when I got a, my job with Chevron we are excited but that pay right now five years later some of our colleagues were like this is too small as of that five years later they've increased it twice double. So the point here is there's really no fixed level you don't want to get to. And the best point is always grow together. That's the best. You guys understand it. There's that uh, dynamics that comes in marriage. When both of you flow together, you achieve things together, you do things together. Then you want to get everything set. That's a lie from the period of hell. Because you can never get the house set for your wife. The moment she steps in, she will redesign it the way she still wants. So my advice, brother, go and get married. There's really no level you want to get to. Can I add a few, one thing? Another thing is, exactly, so another thing is, you just brought out of my mouth, is like, you are living according to strict policy. So, there can be strict principles, and there can be kingdom principles. Where you want to get to, God has given you the rules. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife, finds a good thing, and obtain favor from the Lord. 
So you want to get into your billions and you don't know. In your mind, you think it is by your strength. And the Bible says that by strength no man shall prevail. So what God is trying to do for you by getting a wife is that he wants to double up your short. He wants to give you a shortcut to it. Because one, we chase a thousand. Two, we chase ten. And he said there will be reward for their labor. Come on. So you are, you are just still living by the street principle. And what you are also doing is that you are proud. Let me bring it to you. What you want to do is that, so that when the wife comes, you can tell her, what can you come and tell me? I've made my money, I've been made before you came. That's what you want to do. If you are truly humble to your status, you will prefer that organic growth. She needs to be part of your story. And men need to know this. It's a problem with men. Because we are conquerors, because we are, we are heroes, we always want to try and go by it alone. See, during Pastor Kiss message on Sunday, the Holy Spirit told me something. Men keeps the glory. Women keeps the process. The process of making you is a blessing to her. She wants to see you grow from 10 naira to 20 naira to 20 million because she was there. Know that you already had it and now she now just come and sit down on the, on the side so that you can hold her around. Bro, change your mindset. You have it wrong. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, this other question is, um, can a guy that quits a relationship come back and really love the girl in question? He quits the relationship, he comes back, and he really, he says he loves the girl in question. Is it possible, sir? It's possible, like I said, anything. Is the person on the gear now to answer? You know, if they slap you once, it's the person's fault. If they slap you twice, it's your fault. You can choose to run. But Alpha, me, I'll just give one or two things. Number one, if he comes back, let's say he comes back. The first thing is, one, why did you leave? Number two, the things that made you left, have you dealt with them? Because we can't just take things from the name of, oh, he's now loving me again, and he's doing anything, and he's doing... Be careful, women. It might be coming back for unfinished business. And maybe it was the way you were doing that he remembered and just triggered him and make him come back. Doing can be in many places. It could be the way you are cooking for him and all that. So, be, but be clear. Ask those specific questions and get answers. Don't be fooled. And just to be double sure, in case you are not too sure, because it can happen. Maybe he was fooled by one person at that time. Talk to a mentor in your life. Just don't say, ah, now he's all over doing everything again and he loves me now, he can die for me, I can do everything for me. You might be right, but just to check, let your mentor speak with him. And preferably, at that time, let it be probably a male counselor. Men, we have a way of sizing ourselves. When the guy with the wrong intention comes and you see me, you will shift. That's what I feel. I just want to emphasize, is the last part you talked about, counseling. If you come back for the second time, let's go for counseling. Because once accountability comes in, it will help resolve some of the issues. It's likely not to repeat those mistakes. Again. And when Chris don't come, you need somebody to tighten the knot. So for me, my advice to that lady, put your marriage, that relationship, under a mentor. Get into counseling straight. This time around, we're not doing relationship. What's the end goal? Are we getting married? If you're not getting married, go, leave. I don't to do girlfriend and boyfriend again. Straight on. If you define it, then like um, Mr. Wally said, why did you leave? But that one will help you when you're 
talking to a professional counselor, a marriage counselor. Don't do that on your own. So with that, you need to scrutinize and know exactly what was the issue and address it. All right, thank you, sir. Okay, so the next question. How do you tell your boyfriend you want to be celibate? You just said it now. Your boyfriend don't hear. Just lock up, no, lock up. Actually, lock up. I said the boyfriend don't agree here. So. I don't even understand. Sorry, you just for say I did look out. That celibate means no sex, have you? Yeah. Mm. So should it even be. So, so let's okay. So, the, okay, so, the, so I, I guess that I, I get that you didn't maybe the question was not fully asked. So, probably that they've been having sex and now they now want to go on platonic stuff and all that. Okay, Mr. Pasachikiano, based on who you be, <laughs> but, but sorry, right. before you say, I, I think that it should be something both of you should be willing to do if you're both Christian in the first place. And if that is the case, then it's easier. All right. For me, first is um, if you guys have been indulging, you know, first of all, you you have to ask God for forgiveness. All right, and um, uh, and repent because you you are you are doing the wrong thing, you know. And um, two, if the other party is not agreeing, eh, and you you want to you want to please the Lord. Who would you rather please, the man or God? So you must choose, you must learn to choose your battles. You say, this person, you cannot take me to where I'm going to. But God is take, can take me there. You have to choose the Lord. That's just it. Because most of us now, we don't want to honor the Lord. We, want to, we just want to do things out of emotion or out of the flesh. And when you, and when you are in that mode, you get things all messed up fully. All right, for me, that's just for you. In addition to the same thing I said before, get a counselor, get your minister and know. Most people here, you're in worship in church. You think pastor not get work. You just want to involve himself in worship. It's to save you heartbreaks. There are guys here, their head more correct. I will tell you, in church, yeah, the moment pastor gets to know of that relationship, they start adjusting they start withdrawing. That all smooth talking brother. For the moment they are aware, pastor is not aware of this one shape. Pastor is following up. They start drawing back. See, if you really want to tell this guy, involve pastor. This is it. We've been doing this. Accountability is the key here. Get the guy to be accountable. Get you to be accountable. Because like I will tell some, people, some ladies here and brothers, I've asked them. Once I know, once I should, you know at any point that I will ask you. Alpha, it don't happen. For your action, your behavior, they will know that something has happened. But when you know that somebody is going to confront you, you both will adjust. So it goes back to this. If you don't want to get into a relationship and want to do it right, get be accountable. Be accountable. Praise the Lord. And I feel that from the way this person is asking the question, it's almost feel as if the guy will not agree. Because for you to say, how do I tell him? He's almost thinking that... You will not agree. So you already know the answer if you're a child of God. Sorry. So, I don't know how we got here. As in, sorry, I miss you. Yeah, old generation. I don't know how we got here because 
when we talk about sex between people that are courting, it's as if when you say they shouldn't have sex, it's as if you are one ancient uh, uh, artifact. Uh, this guy, you are not alive. Oh, what's happening to you? Where have you been? What, exactly. What we don't know is that we are doing ourselves in a great deal. It's a blindfold. By the time you start involving in that, there is no courtship happening anymore. You are not seeing anything. You are going to end up in marriage and then your eye go clear. Because that's when you now start seeing what you should have been seeing that was all before you, but whatever you are involved in would have blindfolded you. And if someone will not agree, I hope you know that that is a potential uh, what do you call it? Adulterer. Yes, sir. That's a potential adulterer. That's the person that will still, your house is not safe with him, may not be safe with him, your sister may not be safe with him, your friends, neighbors, and people and you don't, don't know, know in future. That is the person you are seeing before you. So would you choose that or get something better? So I think we need to see it in the right dimension. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, this one is, how do I deal with a Christian sister who loves me so much but believes that we must have sex before marriage to know if we are sexually compatible? So a, a sister asked... A sister. Anyway, a brother is asking about a sister. Who is a Christian sister that wants to know? Same answer answers that same, yes, no, same Let's thing. move on. Mm. All right. Okay, Obolo, next. All right. How do you deal with a spouse who doesn't have anyone to advise him or her? A spouse who doesn't have... How do you deal with a spouse who doesn't have anyone? Basically a mentor. Yeah. Someone they are accountable. Get them active in the, in the fellowship. If it's a woman, Kai Fellowship is there. That's a good place to start. Because if I say, go and get a mentor, let them talk, that might be a problem. Some women, some guys just want to lock up. But if they get into a fellowship, like Midman Fellowship and uh, Kai Fellowship, by the time they start interacting with other women, group mentorship will take place first. Before that one on one mentorship will take place. So my advice get them to be active in Kaye or the Midnight Fellowship. All right. Quickly, Edward, we have um, just a few more minutes. All right. So let's try and handle as much as we can. In okay. This. Go. Do you, do you want it? Okay. I'm taking this one. Um, we've never had sex before marriage. Then I got to find out he's gay after marriage. I'm still in it because of what the society would say. It's strong. It's deep. All right, sir. Can we phone a friend? <laughs> pastor <Okay. laughs> Let's phone our pastor. <laughs> Let's phone our pastor. Said, so, sir, should I, I take the question yeah. again? He said, we've never had sex. Be, we didn't have sex before marriage. Then I got to know he's gay after marriage. And I'm still in it because of what society would say. For me, the first thing, is he willing to change? That's the first thing for me there. Because I've seen some, apart from being gay, they sleep around. So it's the same, it's same. Irrespective, you're already there. So the, my first question there is, is he willing to change? Is he willing to, oh, I want to, this is an habit or whatever it is. I need therapy. 
If he's not willing to change, pack your car and leave. That'll be. That'll be. I'll tell my own. Because that matters. Okay, then I think that this question actually takes us back to the question before it. Because it seems to sound like the person saying, if we had had sex before marriage now, I would have known that he's gay. And I wouldn't have ended up here. So why do you say I shouldn't have sex before marriage? And then somebody also says that maybe we would then be able to know whether we are sexually compatible. You know. So um, if you've had sex with this gay guy, before marriage, it doesn't it doesn't mean you will know now. Or how will you know? I don't know how you will know. He wants to marry you, so he will do whatever he needs to do. So having sex before marriage is not what will make you know. But did you go through the proper process of getting married? When we say do counselling, I mean not having sex does not mean not talking about sex. If you go through, if you've ever gone through a marriage counseling here. Sex is talked about at least in about the old uh, four, uh, syllabus was about four or five uh, in different ways in four or five of the sessions. Thoroughly talked about. Thoroughly. Your experiences if possible and things like that. As in how your gauge. You understand? Not necessarily body count but <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that not having sex does not mean not talking about sex. And it is in the talking about it that you can, you can maybe talk about compatibility or no compatibility. That, that can help you know it if both of you are open to yourself. So get your mind off the fact that you need to have sex before marriage, before you know whether you are compatible. And in discovering yourselves, you have your whole life. I've been married for over 21 years now. If we'd be doing it in courtship, which we didn't, you know, we'll still be stuck with it now. Now we are stuck with it, 21 years. You understand? We have to be finding more innovative and creative ways that are godly to sustain it. So I don't know what you're in a hurry for. All right. Um, I don't know what you're in a hurry about. You understand? So that shouldn't be at all. I think also, you, you, um, before, before um, the marriage, did, you didn't see how he was looking at other men. You did not notice all those things. See, see, in, in courtship, you must be observant. You must be observant. Don't, don't uh, just think that he just likes ironing his shirt, putting gait on, on um, jeans. It's normal. Ask him, how far? What, why are you, why are you, what, what is this gait you are putting on jeans? How he responds to other guys, you know? But Pastor Chike, some, some, some people don't show all of these signs, though. And I'm just, I'm just saying the obvious ones, you know. You know, so it's, 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 um, uh, <laughs> it's tough. All right, so it's, it's, it's things that you can also see. Because all those things, they don't hide it for too long. They don't hide it for too long. No matter how, how good the, the acting is, even if you too, you are sensitive in the spirit and you are praying about your relationship, God will show you. He says he will show you the path of life. He says in his presence there is fullness of joy. He will not put you in that path where you will now end up in regret. Alright? Eh? Okay. The person is there now, Abi. Ah. Okay, so, um, please. Is well. Just go for counseling, right? Just go for counseling. Yeah, just go through a therapy section. I'm sure they will tell you what to do. I don't want to 
I may be too hard if I ask them. We'll just go through it All right. So, um, final question from me. How do you decide who to marry, especially when there are plenty of people available? Wow. Person is a hot cake. Wow. So, it's a, it's a buffet. Wow. Wow. A yeah. point and key. Oh, but you pick that question. No, for the single people, uh, it's a major just, issue for so wow. many single people. So, is this... So, we're supposed to answer this question in a female, in a, from a male perspective, right? So... Why? Both, because the person did not specify. Oh, no, we're going to answer it from male perspective. So, okay, so let's assume that for the sake of this um, question and answer time, this is men's corner. So let's assume that this guy is a guy and he has many options to marry. I don't think it's a bad thing that you have options. Yes, God has made you. God has made good things available. So, of course, this is what Pastor K has always spent his time teaching you. Go grab some of those books that will help you. But bam, first. Bam. First, first of it, just to give you some tips, you know, the first thing is always start from the S, the spiritual background. Since you have options now, you have the spiritual background. Then from the spiritual corner, after you have checked out how devoted, how loving the person is to God, how fired up she is, then you can now start talking about the intellect. Then that is the mind. How beautiful is the mind? How intellectual is this person? You know, then number three, then that one is now you cannot check about the stats. How does it favor you the most? If, if everybody has met up with the spiritual and has met up with the psyche, then you can now, that's when you can now bring out the Esther one. They will do audition, or like audition. So, Pastor Chike, any, any other addition? Yes, for for, for, for um, one of the major um, points um, uh, Minister Wally um, pointed out, get these materials that Pastor K has been writing since how many years? There are um, 25 wrong reasons why people enter a relationship. Then, um, who should I marry? There are all these things now. Well, there are, and the messages, they are like over 200. Even in, even in bundles right now. Ah, yes, I don't so know if you think you can bring it up. It's, so even in bundles you're now. asking this question. You don't want to invest in knowledge. You want, to, you want us to answer your question here. Not lie. You will go buy those books. You will buy. I, I think there is a particular YouTube uh, video, How to Know to Marry Us, so where it dealt with the body, spirit, soul. Go and watch that. And that should, yes. Yeah. I, I, also, I also read it to know it like this. So please take time to read it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Saz. Uh, my final question is, he says he loves me, but is hesitant to marry me because I have a child. How do men generally see ladies with kids? He says he loves me, but is hesitant to marry because I have a child. Who is taking this, Saz? Okay, so... What are doing now is what, sir? What are doing now is what? Um, they are. They, They're just friends. They are. They are in a relationship. I can tell from the conversation. They have not married yet. He's hesitant to marry. He says he loves me, but because I have a child. Well, um, so the love is questionable. Um, the love is questionable. Probably is lusting after you. Probably he likes you, but he definitely does not love you as he should because love does not find fault. Love forgives. So whatever might have resulted even in a child or whatever, that, should be, that shouldn't be what he's considering if 
he actually loves you. So, you actually want to question that love. All right, for, for me, um, um, how did he start the toasting? Or did he see a window to come and do hit and run? That, okay, this person is vulnerable. Or this person is a prey. I want to just come and hunt and, you know, scavenge and leave. You know, so there, there are so many things. There are so many things that you will ask. Because if, if somebody loves you, there's, it's not a child that will stop him. It's not a child that will stop him. All right? So for me, just, just know the purpose. Know how to um, get the right information from him. And you don't, you don't have to be attached. Because that, why, why I always say this thing is that, see, eh, many people, they start a relationship they start a relationship and they start doing, they start all the touches. They start doing all those things. And it, it gives you, it gives you that, um, uh, your sense of judgment is, is impaired. It will be hard for you. It will be hard for you. So I, I will say it again. If you don't want to go to Ibadan, don't enter the vehicle going to Ibadan. Because it is very difficult to say Owa at redemption camp. Please. And please make sure make sure that you don't you keep yourself keep yourself keep yourself to that to that last day. Bible says, "He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Your marriage will be saved." Praise God. Sorry, can I encourage maybe a single lady in the house tonight? Can I tell you that you're not inferior to a virgin? Look, the Bible says, "When a man is in Christ, the new creature, whole things are passed away." See, what makes you rather inferior is making the same mistakes all over again. Before you start thinking, walk out. You don't understand what I mean. While he's still thinking about it, see, sometimes, eh, to show that something is valuable, take it away. Now, in all honesty, it could be a big deal for him. But you have come. And that was why I asked, what were they doing at first? I mean, you have come to this lady, and then, okay, so what did he tell you? Back to Pastor Shike's question. So what was the baseline of toasting you? Was it that, let's be thinking, maybe per adventure, one day, maybe we, I can be convinced to marry you. Thinking of marrying you, and you know it's because, because of your child, already is making you look like you're begging to marry him. So you're on the waiting corner. You are a precious stone woman. You are, the Bible says you are the crown to your husband's head. Whatever mistake has brought up that child is not part of your life anymore. And that child can be a governor tomorrow. That child can be president tomorrow. So don't bow down to a guy trying to pity you because you have a child. And let me tell you the honest truth. If that guy eventually marries you, you will always be a second-class female in his hands. Because it will be like you were just something he managed. Let it be that he haunted for you. I've seen guys who married ladies with two children. And they carry them on their head. Like, this is the best I can marry ever. So because you are single, because you have, um, because you are, you, you are um, single mother does not make you a less mother. You still have treasure, you are blessed, you are favored, you are a carrier of grace. So don't let any man make mess of you guys. Stand up and tell him, if you're not willing to get married, walk out. There are people at the door coming in. And I trust the God of replacement. So please don't get, don't get, don't get, I, I, it gets me hope. I trust the God of replacement. It will replace him and his, his felt will never be felt. It will be like, what was I thinking all the while where you were here? Yeah. I should have got somewhat better all the while. As far as I'm concerned, for him to be thinking, 
of getting married to you while he's in relationship with you, he doesn't value you. I don't care about love. I don't want to use the word love. I'm talking about value. And you're supposed to be a crown to his head. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, so uh, we do not have any more time. At this point in time, ladies and gentlemen, let's appreciate all of our pastors and ministers who have blessed us tonight. Keep putting your hands together for them. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.